Hello, my name's Christiana, and welcome to the Oceanside Community Church Podcast. We're a church in Parksville on Vancouver Island with a vision to be fully devoted children of God, fully mature in Jesus Christ, and fully alive with the Holy Spirit. We welcome you to join us weekly on this journey. For more information about our church, visit our website at oceansidecommunitychurch.ca or download our mobile app. We pray that you'll be blessed and equipped by today's teaching. Faith is trusting in God's deliverance. Trusting in God's deliverance. What an honor, an absolute honor to speak about this. Just such a privilege. And I want to speak today about the choice and the challenge of trusting in God's deliverance. Choice and challenge. There's an initial choice and there's an ongoing challenge to live a life of faith in God, a life of faith in Jesus, a life of faith guided and empowered by the Holy Spirit. There is choice and challenge to place our lives in the hand of the Almighty God to embrace his story of deliverance, his story of victory, his story of love. And to illustrate the idea of choice and challenge, I'm going to ask, have you ever had your wisdom teeth out? Anybody? Yeah, few. I have when I was much younger. And my story is a little bit old school, but I'll share it briefly So my dentist said I should have my wisdom teeth out, and my parents said it's a good idea. I was still living at home, so I, yep, okay, fair enough. I'm going to have my wisdom teeth removed. So I fully, I made the initial choice. I fully consented. I walked forward in wisdom teeth removal faith, and so I went to my dentist's office. I got dropped off. At least I didn't ride my bike. That's a mercy. And then the dentist fro- just froze my mouth. No nor- oral surgeon, sedatives, just freeze me up, drill them out. And I could hear what was happening, and sorry if it's a little gross, I could smell what was happening, and that was not pleasant. Anyway, but then it was over. Or was it? So after that, I walked home, and strangely, that's maybe the most foolish thing that happened, but also the thing I'm really proud about, but we don't have time to analyze me. So I walk home, I get home, I hand, my dad's ready at home. <laughs> don't know why he didn't pick me up. Anyway, love you, dad. He's in heaven. I'll ask him there. Maybe it won't matter. There's the painkillers. Off he goes. And the free, thing about freezing is, as you know, it starts to wear off after a while. So the freezing started to wear off. About 20 minutes before my dad made it back with the medicine, the freezing had worn off enough to, let's just say, I was uncomfortable. Choice and challenge. Things do not always run smoothly. And this shouldn't surprise us that there are challenges, obstacles, opposition to living by faith. And I actually don't think we're surprised. Perhaps some people are. I I think 
at least for me, I'm not surprised, but I find I'm often not prepared. So I'm in the middle of this challenge, this obstacle, and I'm like, where did this come from? And then, I'm, well, maybe I should realize that they're going to be part of it. It's going to be part of my walk of faith. But I'm confident that we can and we will grow in preparation by fully relying on God each day. And I think part of it is being okay with asking difficult questions and learning from each other as we're led by the Spirit and we anchor ourselves in the Word and we submit to the authority of Jesus. I want to go back to that passage that we read in the Gospel of Luke. How does a life of faith start? What's that initial choice? It's a choice about Jesus. Do you believe that Jesus died for you and rose again? And will you follow him? There's that initial choice. And we read in Luke, and it's in the other Gospels, but it's fleshed out a bit more in Luke, that when Jesus was crucified, there was the gruesome reality that he was crucified with two others, one on his right and one on his left. And we see two completely different reactions to Jesus, two completely different choices being made. On one hand... There was rejection, scorn, insult. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. And yet, on the other hand, there was a different reaction to Jesus, a different choice. Repentance, faith, belief, and those simple words Remember me. We accept Jesus with our heart. We confess him with our mouth as Lord. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus responds, Today you will be with me in paradise. Today you will be with me. It's a choice of faith that initial choice. Do you believe that Jesus died for you and rose again? And have you given your life to Jesus? Do you commit to follow him no matter what? It's a choice. I'd like to say if you answered yes to those questions and you haven't been baptized, I'll plant that seed again. Be baptized. If you can say yes to those questions, that's all you need to be baptized. Publicly declare your faith. And even now, if you want to say yes, if you want to give your life to Jesus, you can do that. I'd like us to pray now. Just want to give anyone the opportunity who is feeling the Spirit moving, who wants to say yes to Jesus.
to take that initial step of faith to say, yes, Jesus, I want you. I accept you in my heart, my life. If you want to do that, just pray from your heart something like this. Dear Father, I declare that Jesus is Lord. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and that he rose again. By faith, I accept Jesus into my life as my Savior and my King. In the name of Jesus, amen. And if you said yes, that's wonderful. That's the best news ever. The Bible says you're a child of God. You're part of God's forever family. There's rejoicing in heaven. And don't leave without telling someone. I'd love to hear about that decision. That would be fantastic. And if you haven't said yes to Jesus, hopefully you're still thinking about it and making that initial choice. That can be a journey in itself. I understand that. I appreciate that. I've heard testimonies from different people how events had to happen leading up before they decided to say yes to Jesus. I just encourage you, don't shove the decision off. Don't put it to the side. And when God calls, don't wait. Please don't wait when God calls. Talk to someone. Ask questions. Ask those questions you have. Again, I'd be happy to talk with you. After the initial choice, we have an ongoing challenge. Will we walk by faith, trusting God's deliverance? And I don't see this as a simple yes or no question. Like, yes, I will walk by faith. Done. End of story. It's not that simple. And I'm trusting that those of us who have said yes to Jesus, we desire to walk with Jesus. We want to trust in God's deliverance. Often we're longing for, we're craving God's deliverance. As Gavin read the passage in the the prayer time, there's a craving, a longing. How long, O Lord? Let's look at the account in Exodus of how God delivers his people, the people of Israel, from slavery into freedom miraculously leading them through the waters of the Red Sea. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. First, let's confidently declare that God delivers. Amen? God delivers. If I'm reminded of Dave Postal, if you want, turn to your neighbor and say, God delivers. God delivers. As well, I feel there can be a place to humbly and respectfully ask questions, such as how, when. When we ask these questions, we don't ask them to question God's authority. That's not the right motive. 
but we want to gain insight, to gain understanding into our belief and behavior. And sometimes God answers us. He gives us a fresh insight when we ask how and when. And sometimes we are called to move forward in faith when there's no apparent answer at all. After all, we can't walk by faith if we already see everything, if we already have all the answers. How? How does God de deliver? Let's look at this. We must an understand that God leads. That's one of the ways he delivers. God leads, we follow. Let's look at Exodus 14, 21, 22. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire, pretty cool, eh, to give them light so they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. God was always there. He was leading. How does God lead us today? We don't have that pillar of cloud or pillar of fire, but God still leads. Few of my thoughts, God has given us his Holy Spirit to guide and empower. When he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth not just my thoughts, the word. God's given us his spirit to be inside us, to fill us, to guide us, to show us the way. We need to walk in step with the spirit. God's given us his word, the Bible. The spirit does not contradict the word. The Bible can be our anchor. Reading the Bible daily is so important. I was challenged lately as I'm preparing for sermons, I'm studying. I realized I had let my daily devotions go a bit lax. I realized I need to read something that's not about what I'm preaching or what I'm studying. That's just me and God. And I'm a real believer. As I tell my grade 6-7 band... It's better to practice your instrument 10 minutes every day than to let it sit in the case and pull it out once a week. So we want to get into the word day after day and meditate on it. Amen. Declare it. There's power. God leads us through prayer. We are instructed to pray without ceasing God can also use wise counsel. So God leads. What else can we learn from the Exodus story about how God delivers? I love this part. God understands our weakness. Exodus 13, 17. I hadn't noticed this before. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter 
For God said if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. God knew the way to take them. He knows the way to take you. He knows the way to take me. He understands us. He understands our strengths. He understands our weaknesses. I find this immensely comforting. It's not just that he understands. He loves us. He works with us through our strengths and through our weaknesses. An amazing truth, this one really stood out to me, is that God fights for us. How are we delivered? God fights for us. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Yeah, but we're out. They were said they were prepared. They're ready for battle. We're ready for battle. What do we need to do? Just, just be still. Be still. God's going to fight for you. No, but I'm anxious. I want to start another program. I got to get the dinner. No, no. Just be still. God fights for you. God fights for us. I'm not saying that we don't do anything. It's certainly true that God asks us at times to take action. The Israelites had to do things. They had to obey. They had to kill the Passover lamb. They put the blood on the doorposts, above and on the sides. Jesus is our lamb that was slain for us. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. The Israelites had to pack. They had to gather their belongings. And if you read it, they asked their neighbors, hey, do you have any gold? Do you have any articles of gold or silver? You know, the normal thing. I ask my neighbors that all the time. Just kidding. And yes, and it was like the Lord gave them favor. Yes, here's my gold. Take my gold. Take my silver. It says that the Israelites, God allowed them to plunder the Egyptians. So off their big flocks... They, it's like a big caravan. It's the greatest camping trip ever. Not really, but anyway. Um, in some ways it is. So they had to do this. They had to obey and follow. But at that most critical moment, at the very moment when the Red Sea is on one side and the Egyptian army is coming down, you might think that's the moment when they need to pull up their socks, use all their resources. No, that is the moment that God fights for them. And in our dark moments, in our most critical moments, when we think all is lost, those are the moments that God fights for us. Amen. And if God fights for us, who can be against us? Let's look at the question, when. I think this is a hard question when we ask, when. When will God deliver? This can be a stumbling block for some people. They partner it with why, when and why. Because it isn't happening on our timeline. God doesn't deliver on our timeline. 
He delivers on his timeline. Yes, he wants us to pray. He listens to us. But ultimately, it is his timeline. It's God's plans. God's purpose that prevails. And sometimes that's extremely difficult for us. Why is my loved one struggling with mental illness? Why is my aging parent experiencing dementia? I trust you, God. I trust you with my life. I trust you to deliver. But when? When? In this Exodus story, there's a lot of waiting if you read through it. There's a lot of waiting. And sometimes things got worse before they got better. At one point, Moses and Aaron had already gone to Pharaoh, let my people go. Hmm. Okay, now you can gather your own straw and still make the same amount of bricks. So it actually got worse. There's prolonged struggle, prolonged suffering. I'll ask the music team to come up. I want to look at what happened after the Israelites crossed the Red Sea. Still part of that when question. Like, obviously, they, the waters parted, and they crossed the sea right into the promised land, right? And lived happily. Doesn't it say that? Nope. nope. They crossed the sea into the desert. From the sea into the desert. The promised land would come later. That was still part of the story. But it wasn't Red Sea to promised land. It was Red Sea to desert, to lots of stuff happening, being provided for, spies, not believing, wandering, promised land. In our lives, and I don't have the answers to the when. I have some insights. God's deliverance in our lives is part of a larger plan. It's part of a larger plan. Our perspective is limited. We just see this small piece. And as we fully trust in God's deliverance, when we have that vibrant act of faith, we also trust the timing of his deliverance and the way in which he delivers. And we do this by faith. That's a challenge. By faith, we understand that God delivers, that he's in control of the bigger picture. Choice and challenge. Initial choice, ongoing challenge. The initial choice to follow Jesus the ongoing challenge to continually trust in God's deliverance, to walk by faith, and to live in the freedom 
that we have in Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, or download our mobile app for more content. If you're in the area, we hope to see you soon. Until next time, may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you as you live by His Spirit.